0: Hey, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we've been in a message series called This Is Us. It's a parenting series. We just kind of, been blah, right out there. It's like, this is who we are. Now it's not, uh, again, we're closing it down today, but that is, it really means that the work is just now getting started. So yes, this is who we are, but it's not really who we want to be. So we got a lot of work to do still, and uh, thank you for following along with us on this journey. I've heard, in fact, I was surprised, I, I've heard from uh, high school students, is like, man, I've loved this series. And I said, you need to wait a while. Um, But anyway, just the kind of deal. But anyway, um, we've really enjoyed this series. Next weekend uh, is a holiday weekend. If you're in town, you've got to be here. Steph Rowe, one of my favorite communicators, is going to be here. She just knocks it out of the park every time we have her here. And I'm uh, really looking forward so you can get to hear her. And uh, she'll, she'll do a great, great job. And then the following weekend, Jeremy Cowart is going to be here wow you guys you got to be here for that it's going to be super fun incredible communicator, one of the greatest voices in our in our country right now and uh he will just be uh he will just be great for us so i hope please please please, uh plan on being here for that All right all right um we're going to close it down here this is you know last week when we talked about uh was mother's day so we really talked about mom and grandmas and and uh lois and eunice those two people that really made a huge impact on the gospel and uh today we're going to talk about dads we're not saving this for father's day and like guys are like oh great uh because typically when we talk about dads we like get out the bat we're like uh, but there's no bat i don't have a bat here today we're not gonna beat anybody up but uh we're not saving this for father's day so here we go check this out ephesians 6 1-4 through 4. children obey your parents now, some of the kids are like, oh, didn't we already talk about this? I know, like, yes, we did a few weeks ago. We talked about children obeying, and if you weren't here for that, you need to watch that message, right? Please do it and watch it with your kids because uh, they need to listen to that. It's a, and and then there's going to be a lot of questions. Like you, you, so watch it together. Make them do it. You're the mom and dad, so you can make them do it, right? Children obey your parents. Why? Because you, right, kids, you, kids, belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Since you belong to the Lord, the right thing to do is obedience. Said, Honor your father and mother. First and greatest, and first commandment with a promise. If, Right? You might want to circle that word if, because it's right there for a reason. If, so it kind of implies, if I don't, right? There's a reason. So here we go. If you honor your father and mother, you might not, but if you do, things will go well for you. You want things to go well for you? Probably. I want things to go bad for me. Well, if you want things to go well for you, obedience to your mom and dad's the key. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that and you get this thrown in for free you will have a long life on the earth now here's where we're going to talk about dads. so that was the preface saw that set up dads fathers do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them because you can do that you might do that but you don't we don't want you to do that Paul is like no this is out of bounds for dads who are followers of jesus Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, so there's an alternative, bring them up with the discipline and the instruction. So we've already talked about this earlier in this message series. We talked about discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. Great stuff. Exodus 34, verse 7. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. But I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins on the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected. So the entire family is affected by the sins of the father. Parent, right? So this goes down. It's like it trickles down. How far? Check this out. I lay the sense of the parents upon the, their children and, their gran- and grandchildren. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third or fourth generation. So the decisions I make as a dad affect not my, just my kids, but my kids' kids. And not just my kids' kids, but my kids' 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 kids. I think that was right. It's just generational. Huge impact. The influence guys you have on your family. Cannot be understated. Psalm 78 verse 5. For he issued his laws to Jacob. So we already talked about the laws, right? The Ten Commandments. Here we go. He gave his instruction to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. Why? So the next generation might know them. Even the children not yet born. It's generational. And they in turn will teach their own children. I know guys, we kind of tend to think, well, I don't know, what are my responsibilities as a dad? Change a few diapers, occasional feeding. Go to a preschool play, I don't know, right? Provide for my kids, pay for a wedding or two. You know, but really, I'm not really, you know, how much responsibility do I have? Well, there's way more to it than we probably realize. We are raising today the leaders of the 22nd century and what the decisions that we make now will have ramifications for generation after generation after generation. The things that we're dealing with right now is a direct result of the decisions that the moms and dads were making in the 1960s. That's your scare the heebie-jeebies out of ya. What did we have in the 60s? Free love, Woodstock, experimentation, and all kinds of stuff. It started out well. We had a young charismatic president that set the tone for optimism for the coming decade. We were going to put people on the moon. And we, we were to ask not what our country can do for us, but what we can do for our country. And we were all buying into it. Government possessed big answers to our big problems. But all that faded away when President Kennedy was shot and killed. There were some things that were enacted. Medicare, Medicaid. It was to help the elderly and the poor to pay for their health care. Head Start programs prepared kids for school. There was a war on poverty. But the war on poverty was so expensive we couldn't afford it. There was not enough money to pay for the war on poverty and, and to pay for a war in Vietnam. We had to enact a, the draft. The laws were enacted to bring about change. The Civil Rights Act was, was part of uh, the history records now. The laws did not solve the problems that were facing the African-American community. It did not improve the conditions of many black urban neighborhoods police had to use tear gas and billy clubs to break up protests uh, were all over the country even at the democratic national convention riots erupted there was polarization in our country and and empowerment and is now a part of our fabric of our lives in fact you just look at the what is happening and you go that was happening in the 1960s Grandpas and grandmas were making those. I mean, that was making decisions back then. We know the power of a dad has the power to influence generations. It is hard to break out of some cycles, but you totally can. But the power of God in our lives. The Apostle Paul was very concerned about dads inflicting anger into their home by the actions that they were doing. And so he says, do not do this. So what do we do? How can we change the trajectory of our home? I think, number one, we should have fun. Dad should be the chief fun uh, initiator in the home. Have a blast as a family. Proverbs 15, verse 30. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for very good health. By the way, if you don't have fun now as a family, what makes you think that those kids will show back up on your doorstep with your grandchildren? why would they show up I'm fully aware that there's households in our in our community that are not having a whole lot of fun there's plenty of tension and there's lots of conflict and serious problems that can't be just laughed away by a game night The Bible says that God's joy can actually give us the strength we need Nehemiah 8 verse 10 It says, uh, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Some of the most important times for fun, at least for our family, was when we went on vacation. Vacations are just to be fun and get away and have a good time. I think the funnest times that you can have uh, as a family is when you camp together. Now, when our, in our family, when camping meant Hilton, basically, in our family, so we didn't do a lot of camping. We did do some, like when we went to Mexico to build houses, and one time I took my boys uh, camping. And it was just us boys, and we went camping, and I had a tent, and and I had to borrow some cook stoves and stuff. We didn't have equipment, but we went up into the mountains of Arizona, and we camped, and we hiked, and we, we tried to catch trout. And we camped right by this trout stream, and I remember washing my boys' hair in the water of that trout stream, and it was massively cold, and they just laughed a lot and giggled. And Justin still to this day says that that was the softest his hair has ever been. We just had a great time. As our kids entered high school age, we began to have game nights at our home. We would invite their friends to come over. It was just so much fun. We played games and laughed hard. Our favorite card game was Slime Suckin' Big. (laughs) Truly the name of it. And and, uh, it involves hats and a lot of trash talking and it is truly a riot we we in fact i was talking with elise wolf who who was friends with our son mitch during high school years and she elise would come and we just talked it's like we miss our game nights because you know it's just that's kind of season has passed by and and um elise was the chief fun person in our circle as well and elise uh Initiated, she made up games, uh, and we, it was running charades. And so running a charades involved uh, a team being in one bedroom and a team being in another bedroom, and then they would run for clues, and we'd give clues, and they'd run back. I was convinced that the other team was cheating because they'd get it so fast. And I think they just its it's, it's, uh, it's golfing, you know, or whatever. You know, and they, oh, yeah, yeah, we got it. And they just run back. And I don't think, I don't, I, we needed we needed some people to check and make sure, but I, but I think they most of the time cheated. Um, in fact, during game uh, during running charades, we had broken bones. It was so intense. I treasure those times. Now, game night at our house looks a little bit a li- little bit different. It's Linda and I. There really is no running. We watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. That's the game night game thing. In fact, it's so bad that we watch reruns of those things. One of the reasons I love being a grandpa is that my six-year-old grandkids are twins. uh, They're just hilarious people they don't even know they're hilarious but they are hilarious they live in a different world that nobody else is in right and you know so they just make up stuff they just make up things and it usually is involves like grandma is going to be the baby and we're going to be the adults and then it's super funny because you know that they're just m- mimicking their mom and dad <laughs> and like, that's so cool but we and then we just uh but uh, in fact Next weekend we're getting together with them, and I'm so looking forward to Kate and, with, being with Kaden and Michaela because they just inject fun. Now, if you do, guys, if you don't know how to do this, I'm going to tell you a guy that that can help you with this. Brad Bevermeyer he's a member of our church. Brad and Christy, I work with Christy. She's in our office, and every day I look forward to the stories she tells about what's going on in their family because they're, they're just hilarious. I've tried to encourage her to write a book or a sitcom. It's so good and brad is the chief fun instigator in their family and he's i mean he just injects that all the time i want to be a brown brad every time i'm near him because it's just fun and you can do this you can be a person who will bring fun into the equation bring fun into your life proverbs 30 verse 33 says as the beating of cream yields butter and striking the nose causes bleeding so stirring up anger Causes quarrels. Proverbs 27 verse 15. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as a constant dripping on a rainy day. I, I, I don't even know what he's talking about. I did not write it. But I did have a guy ask me if I'd read it. So I didn't. But stopping her complaints is like trying to stop the wind or trying to hold something with greased hands. If we just bring in quarrelsome stuff or arguments or frustration, it's just impossible to stop. Proverbs 17, verse 1, Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. So he's just basically, I don't care how much money you got and how good your food is is going to be bad if you got quarrelsome people in your family. Life is way too short. And your times are with your kids at your home are way too short to not have fun. Now another thing too, besides injecting fun into the equation is guys, be people of integrity. Nothing brings about frustration and anger into a home than the lack of integrity proverbs fourteen twenty six says those who fear the lord are secure you want a secure home fear the lord why he will be a refuge for their children fear of the lord is life-giving fountain it offers escape from the snares of death think a person of integrity starts with little stuff never starts with the big things always starts with little stuff like hey after school you know I look forward to playing catch with you and then you blow it off I can't wait to see you honey tonight in your play you're gonna knock it out of the park I'm gonna be there and all of a sudden the promises just forgotten for whatever reason little junior realizes that dad means well but he isn't showing promises are made promises are broken It used to be that if a man gave his word, it was as good as gold. You would shake hands on it, the deal would be finalized, and nobody would ever risk breaking their word. Now we have to have lawyers who painstakingly draw up papers to dot everything so that we, you know, like, hey, we're going to make sure and you better agree to this and like, we sign it and like, yeah, yeah. But that's even as good as the character who is signing it. I'll tell you right now, I don't care if you're single. Here we go. If you're single, listen up. I don't care how gorgeous he is. I don't care how hot she is. If they're liars, you will have a horrible marriage. You can, you can take that one to the bank. This week I was invited uh, to hear a man named Inky Johnson speak. And if you ever get a chance to be around this dude, it's inspiring. I'd love to bring him to Stone Ridge. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal communicator. Now look him up. And in this talk that he gave, he says, I will always tell you the truth. And I, believe, I totally believed him. Was like This guy ain't going to lie to me. And all I thought was, I I want to be in business with the guy. I I want to be his best friend. I I want to be close by. I want to be his neighbor. Why? Because he's going to be a truth teller. Who wouldn't want to be around a person of integrity? It brings strength to an organization. It brings stability to a home. And an incredible environment of security to a child. I'm so glad that God is a promise keeper. Not just a promise maker. Everybody can be a promise maker. God's a promise keeper. Isn't it great that God just like, hey, you know, I said something about forgiving your sins, but <laughs> I don't know. It seems like that's ridiculous. Uh, I met well. Met well. I am counting on the fact that God is a promise keeper when he says mark i promise to forgive all your sins I like all oh, you sure yep i'm gonna bring it all T- really even um even yep 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 i promise i will always uh, everything will be wiped out I promise I will be with you always. Always? Really? Are you sure? Not just part of it or some of the... Always? You're going to be with me always? Yeah, even to the ends of the... Yep, to the ends of the earth. Now, if he had blown that with one person, one time out of the history of the world, if Jesus had lied one time to one person, all of it's a bunch of hooey, right? Because we can't trust a liar. Either Jesus was incredibly... Whacked out person or, or a liar or he's the ultimate truth teller. That's incredible. Satan's always trying to get us to believe that God would lie to us. That was the really the first temptation to Adam and Eve. Did God really tell you that he wouldn't die? Did he really tell you that you wouldn't die? Pretty sure he's lying satan will always try to get you to lie as well because it will frustrate your children to eventually the point of rebellion another thing you know, so we got fun and integrity guys inject this as well peace with god if you will have peace with god you can bring peace to your family we just talked about this in proverbs 24 uh our 14 uh, verse 26 those who fear the lord are secure they will be a refuge for their children fear the lord is a life-giving fountain Proverbs 15, verse 6. There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked will just bring trouble. Now, you can teach your kid to throw a baseball, how to bake a cake, how to build a bookshelf, how to do some math, how to work a camera. You should do those things. But the greatest thing that you can do is to teach your children to love God. And I'm not talking about a little religious thing. or sending them some class. I'm talking about you and your family learning to grow and walk with God. and You can do this. You totally can. You can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. You can inject this into your family's life all the time. Start with this. You're going to go on vacation this summer somewhere. You might be going to the mountains, going to the beach. You're going to go do something, right? Um, And... Maybe you're going on a hike, and you just say to your kids, hey, we're going on this hike today. We're going to go up to this thing, and it's going to be great. And uh, when we're done, I want you to tell me what you learned about God on the hike. All right? So then you all gather back. You're at dinner. It's like, okay, what did you learn about God on the hike? And somebody says, well, I learned about this. You know, I learned about this. I learned about this. And all of a sudden, you you are walking with God. You might go to Disney. You can do the same thing. Hey, we we're at Disneyland. This is going to be great. We're going to have a great time. And, but there's this one thing. Like, What are you going to learn? What, what you, I want you to tell me when we're done. What did you learn about God at Disney? Uh, God's patient. <laughs> He's creative. He's full of wonder and joy. It's all over the place right you can totally do this it's just it's just a little chance to say hey while, while, while we're doing life you might even say this to your kids when they go so what'd you learn about god today right. just little bits right there and in those conversations in those conversations that you have by the way you won't care how much money you spent on your vacation when you hear those answers you won't care you won't be concerned about stuff. You will sit back and go, I am so rich I can hardly stand it. I can hardly stand it. There are all kinds of ways to begin to live a life that is centered on God. And if everybody is doing in this your home, you're guaranteed that there will be peace. And let me just say this. There's some folks in here that you're single you're single parents. I don't even know how you do it. It was hard enough. With two of us on the same page, the amount of energy, emotionally, physically, spiritually, that it takes to navigate that, uh, yeah, that's and then to kind of like, okay, we're trading off and we're trading off, and I got to deal with him, I got to deal with her, and that's just an emotionally and physically and spiritually, you know, and. Um, you're you're my hero for doing that that's a hard work, and you can do this and our church would be glad to come alongside you and give you whatever resources we can to help you navigate through those times it is It is hard and uh, I know for our family how important that has been. You can make your home fun. You can be a person of integrity. You can point your children to God. Some of you are in the stage right now where millions of things are going on and kids' stuff and church things and you're full throttle through life and the accomplishments and and you're hitting the teenage years and massive stress and financial outgoes and all that kind of stuff and and, uh, you're in the midst of a a lot of things going on. Maybe you're where Linda and I are right now where our kids are out of the house and our kids are becoming good people. There's more, more times than not than when we just think, we are so blessed. And we can't take a whole lot of credit. But I look back on our family tree and I'm thankful for great, great, great grandparents who were Christ followers way back when who started the ball rolling. Right? I watched a family get baptized today on our Omaha campus here. And there, there was generations, just generations. And what they experienced today was awesome. But really that decision had been made, made years ago by grandpa and grandma. If that's where you're at, you are so rich. You are so rich. Beyond measure. You can start that today for your family. Turn the corner on that deal. All right. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. Here and now. Boy, we've worked hard for the last several weeks trying to figure this stuff out. I know the hard work, hard, heavy lifting is just getting going. Watch families coming in here today, just marvel at their tenacity, <laughs> their intensity. Appreciate them today bringing their kids and gathering around the uh, fellow believers. Such a good time. I pray that this has been a good service for them. For some of us, we're like, oh, okay, I'm tapping out. I don't even know how to manage this anymore. I'm so tired. I pray that you will give them the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the energy they need thank you so much for being a good father to us we're grateful we love you lord in christ we pray amen all righty thank you so much for being here hope you're here next sunday bless to you have a great great day